Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Real Estate Mogul MD. My name is Bob Bosick. I'm a retired C-suite executive, and I have the privilege of speaking with medical professionals, high-income earners, and investors. We're not here. We are here today to share the real-world journeys along with the to-dos and, more importantly, the not-to-dos. Um, we're fortunate to have an interesting gentleman and uh, doctor join us and and uh, tell us about his journey. And um, I've just been um, interested doing some background on you uh, to have this conversation because you have uh, some very similar um, interest in areas of focus professionally as as I do and we do. So welcome, Pranay. How are you today? Hey, Bob. I'm doing well. Thanks for the opportunity. Terrific. Um, and I'm glad that you could make it. So the first thing I always want to understand a little bit and, and for our and for our listeners is for you just to tell us a little bit about your journey from school till now. Um, where did you go to school? Uh, what your current position was, um, you know, et, et cetera. So why don't we just start there? Yeah. So uh, I started off uh, college. I went to University of uh... Uh, San Diego, University of California, San Diego. And yep. uh, there, you know, I did a lot of stuff. I, I, I've always had a ton of different interests. I was a molecular microbiologist for a little bit. I was a marine ocean biologist and I was a pre-med. Uh, wow. And uh, kind of just did a lot of stuff. And at that point, they kind of like you doing a lot of stuff. But uh, then I got into med school, Ross University, uh, and uh, it uh, they kind of take down the edges, right? You're you're this nice, well-rounded person, and then they kind of shave all that uh, uh, well-roundedness off of you. So I, I got into medicine, yeah. and uh, I still had a lot of interests. Uh, and uh, at the time, I you know I'd do some charity art shows and a lot of stuff. I did pretty well on my tests, but. When it came to matching in a program, they looked at my application and they were like, yeah, you, you still have a lot of interest. Medicine isn't the only thing you care about in life compared to all these other people. So I actually didn't match that well. I, I got a program. I got a spot. I got a university program, but uh, it wasn't my top choice, uh, which kind of sucked at the time. <laughs> but it... Uh, it uh, gave me a reason to work hard. You know, I, I work kicked my butt in first year when most people kind of just take time to rest on their laurels. I really worked super hard. And one day someone told me like, hey, you're from California. Why don't you just move back and try to apply for a program and transfer into California? Yeah. I didn't even realize that was possible. So that like 10 minutes later, if that, I was on the computer looking for who had an open spot. And uh, lo and behold, University of Southern California had a spot. That was my dream right. program to live in Los Angeles. And I did the transfer. And uh, I think they looked at my application and they were like, wow, this guy's kicking butt. Like, and I, I knew if it, if it wasn't for the fact that I had made I a decision hard. to just work as hard as I could. If I was kind of like some of my colleagues that were like, Hey, we're in, we're chilling. Like we're going to be right. doctors. Like, uh, and I, I think I would have done well in that program, but not as well as I'd be at USC. One of the largest yeah. medicine programs. I was internal medicine. Uh, what is it? It's called Keck. Isn't uh, USC. Keck? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. USC, uh, USC Keck. So Keck is kind of the private med school area. Yeah. Uh, and then university of Southern California is like the more County, uh, my daughter went to USC also so yeah, she yeah, college yeah. there. I'm from Newport beach. So we're, oh, we're perfect. not too far apart. Yeah. 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 I live in Echo park. 
so when did you yeah i know exactly where you're at i grew up in fernando valley so in tarzana so i'm very familiar with the la basin and all of the area what when did you finish med school so i finished med school in 2009 yeah oh no wait no no 2009 is when i started uh 2014 yeah 14 very good. And then how long was your residency? So my residency was three years uh, in internal medicine. All right. Terrific. Why, why do you think becoming a doctor sorted to the top of your varied interest that you had? What do you think? What was the reason for, you know, at that particular point in time or moment in time that it bubbled to the top for you? I really like to understand how things work and what is a bigger mystery than the body. Uh, and Great. probably now I have the curse of knowledge. Anytime there's a weird creak or uh, rash, I'm like, shoot, I know 20 different bad things that this can be. Uh, but, yeah. it, you know, my whole life has been following curiosity. And, uh, you know, I did that in all the various jobs I worked at. And I, I do that now in real estate, uh, just really trying to chase down new problems and new solutions. Yeah, I'm surprised you, you know, I when I hear people that have that same interest as you, um, I, I think, you know, they're usually interested in a couple of paths. And I've seen many doctors who actually, you know, went down a generic path where they're trying to, you know, uh, create something biomechanical of some sort or have an idea and the brain just works that way. It's, it's, uh, it's fascinating and, and, and very interesting. Um, and so, how long did you practice before you decided that you wanted to transition into real estate? It, you know, I, so I still practice. I still work yeah. part time. Uh, and it, it was almost immediately. And it was uh, not necessarily a, a different industry or uh, job. But what I wanted to do was I wanted to uh, make sure that I was creating wealth and wealth, not necessarily that I'd have access to 30 years in the future when I retired, wealth that my family would be able to tap into in the near future. You know, we, I had already delayed gratification for so long right. uh, that I wanted to have my hands on something that I can actually change. And I still don't really so understand. So how did you dip into it? How did you yeah. first dip into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I looked around and, you know, a lot of times you have to look around and see where do you have an unfair advantage? And uh, it, there's no reason to really reinvent the wheel. Uh, so I looked around and I realized that uh, my girlfriend's uh, sister and wife now, uh, so my sister-in-law was a real estate agent in LA uh, and mm -hmm. she was good. Uh, so yeah. I, uh, I told her, um, hey, let's go buy a multifamily property, right? Four units. I had done my research. I knew that over five, you got to buy a commercial. I was like, okay, the most I could buy is four. And right. so uh, every night, because uh, I worked nights and weekends, I was just stuck to MLS like all day, every day. <laughs> and uh, I found a property at 1 a.m. And uh, I got off my shift at 7. 8 o'clock, we went to look at it. We put an offer in. Uh, I was under contract uh, within like 12 hours of the listing going on sale. Uh, and he had multiple fifty, hundred thousand dollars $100,000 more offers. But it, it was just speed, you know? And oh, so, yeah, sure. Absolutely. What area did you where, What area did Long you Beach. dip yourself? Yeah. Where? Long Beach. Oh, Long Beach. That's a great area. Yeah, a lot of yeah, people yeah, don't yeah. know that. Barbie's got, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's terrific. And then, so, how many how many doors or uh, units do you have now? 
Uh, so, you know, it kind of depends on how, how you mentioned that. So, um, I own in my own name, just those four units that I bought. But after that, I realized I was like, okay, this is awesome. I'm buying one a year and then I'll retire in 10 years. But I realized that I just got, had gotten super lucky, uh, buying that one property. Uh, and competition, as you know, yeah. in LA is just tough. It's really tough, right? Because it is. there's a lot of people that are okay with like, Two percent, three percent returns, right? Uh, because they're just parking their money there. So that's when I found syndications, and I realized that there wasn't a ton of education on syndications out there. So uh, I started helping doctors uh, figure out how to find deals, vet them, and invest. And then over time, we all came together and started a syndication company. Okay, and how many as syndication do you guys have? Yeah, so we have we have eight deals uh, for a total value of two hundred fifty million. Uh, Very in the, good. Yeah, in the past two years. Terrific. That's hold on. What's the plan? Sorry, you're cutting out a little bit. Yeah, I, you froze up, so I apologize. So, how? What is your? What is the intent with the syndicate with these properties? What, what exit strategy? So we do, uh, we, we buy, we renovate and we sell, um, three to five years, but I, I tell people and especially physicians. So all three of us founders are physicians. I, I tell people it's different than other people. Our focus not is solely on returns. Uh, we, we try to give good returns, but we try to do it in really in a way that really connects to our values and morals and a quick story on that. So someone brought us a deal, uh, last year where uh, it, the, the current owner was getting a refund from the government for taxes because they had a large amount of affordable living people. Mm-hmm. And that refund was expiring. It was for a certain amount of years. So they wanted to sell the property and whoever bought it uh, would be able to raise rent $600 per unit. And this is like a 1200 a month rent. So yeah. make it unaffordable for everyone. Basically, the plan is to kick everyone out uh, they would make a, a killing, a fortune. Uh, but it was just something that didn't sit right with us. And so we decided yeah, there's a social, to a social conscious element to this for you. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's very cool that you uh, that you got yourself engaged. So uh, do you do single family residential also, any commercial, or is all multi-unit and that's, uh, up to four? Do you do, du- you know, duplexes, triplex? No, we do, uh, we do 100 plus. So our smallest 100. is 120. But typically okay. around two to three fifty. And where um, where are you getting these units? Where are you finding these opportunities? We, you know, you and I live in California. We're used yeah. to paying California taxes, but no yes. one else is. So we yeah. we really focus on low tax and uh, landlord friendly states: Florida, Texas, Arizona, Oklahoma. Okay, so you're in other areas um, in other states. Okay, very good. I understand. Yeah, we have a national uh, acquisition company as well with an arm that is focused with MDs as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I lived in Florida. I've lived in Texas. I'm, you know, those. Uh, it, it's a little bit different than living here in California for sure. I, I totally understand that. What's the biggest challenge you faced um, in in this process, and what have you learned from it? The the biggest challenge we've realized is so we we always partner when we do deals, you know, people with 20, 30 years of experience, but we realize that we have to be the experts, you know, you can't just rely on someone else. So um, 
in this past year, we've become experts in the capital markets, meaning debt, right? Loans. And now I think we're, we're more knowledgeable that even people that we partner with. So for example, um, I'm sure your listeners know about Silicon Valley bank and the crisis that happened. Yeah. Uh, we had to buy something called an interest rate cap, which means it caps the amount of interest that you pay on a loan. Yep. We had to, we had to buy it. It was $1.5 million. It was a lot of money. Wow. And we heard about Silicon Valley Bank. We reach out to our uh, our bank and be like, "Hey, what is what is going on with the interest rate caps?" And we we they were like, "Oh, like no one has asked us this." And they're a humongous bank, uh, and they're like, "Oh, let us check." And interest rates crashed. So we basically, long story, we got a one point five million dollar thing, which literally the day before it was one point five million dollars. We got it for eight hundred and twenty thousand. Wow. That's terrific. And so where are you in Houston, the Dallas area, Texas? Are you on the Pacific or the Gulf side? You're in Tampa, Miami. Where are you at on, in Florida? We do Orlando. Orlando, great area yeah, too, yeah. sure. Yeah. So we're in oh, big cities. We're in Orlando, Phoenix, Oklahoma City, Dallas, and Austin. Gotcha. Excellent. Yep. Um, know, know all of those areas uh, very, very well, um, having lived in, in many of them and were around them. Um, so is there other areas that you invest? Um, do you do a retirement account, stocks and bonds, or is it exclusively real estate in your syndication? How are you doing that? For me personally? Mm-hmm. I do, I'd say probably 80% uh, in uh, syndications because I actually have control uh, over that. And the the other benefit is uh, they're tax deferred, right? And we offer, uh, most syndicators don't offer this, but we offer 1031. So we can just roll your money over and over and over. And that's how it really grows. Uh, not having to pay that, you know, 25, 30% tax every time there's a sale uh, means your, your money's going to just grow faster and quicker right um interesting very 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 interesting when do you think do you think you'll at some point in time make a permanent transition um and just be dealing with syndication and 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 shut down the medical practice probably it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough to do that yet uh the problem with uh hospitalist medicine is that you really gotta be at least have one foot in the door because there's just because you're you have you do internal medicine, so you have to know the whole body and all the mm-hmm. research. So you you kind of just can't uh, have to do it. So at some point, I'm going to have to really uh, decide. But right now, I'm really enjoying doing both. That's good. Who's someone that the listeners may not know in doing your research and all of the studies and varied interests that you have? Who's someone that the listeners may not know, but they should know? Oh, that's a good question. Um, let me think. Uh, who is someone that? So I, I really, uh, I really like uh, taking control of your life and not just being productive or having time management, uh, but really doing things with intention, right? And you can purpose. You can, you can watch TV with intention, right? Even if it's reality TV or something, but sure. you you know you're doing that, right? Uh, and um, so, uh, one book that's been amazing uh, is "Die with Zero" uh, by Bill Perkins. 
And it's very counterintuitive, uh, but for people that are like your listeners that are um, conservative in terms of spending money um, that really think about their future. But uh, what mm-hmm. he argues a lot of times is that we, our net worth just keeps growing and growing and growing. And uh, instead, uh, so when we die, our net worth is, is at the highest. And he actually says yeah. we should invert it where our net worth should be the lowest uh, at the end. That means we've really utilized money as a tool to have as much fulfillment as possible. Right. Yeah. Uh, I really understand philosophically that, you know, it, the old adage, you know, dying with it all and going to the grave with it all serves no, no real purpose. Right. I mean, what was the point of it all? If that's what you're doing. Um, so, uh, Tell me a little bit about um, how you get and in, in what are the numbers of people that you get involved in a project. So let's just say we have a 200 or 250 unit um, uh, property that we're thinking about in Orlando um, in terms of, you know, raising the funds, you know, what, how do you structure that? What is the rate of return that you're providing, um, et cetera? So, of course, it depends on the deal. We try to aim for around a mid-teens IRR um, rate of return. Um, and that's after all of our fees, after all fees, all promote and everything. Um, so we think that's pretty comparable um, or even better than uh, the stock market. Nice thing is this is money in your pocket uh, and, and tax deferred, right? So that's that's a huge plus. So for, for us in California, right, that's 50% higher than we would uh, get if we were taxed or if we, that was part of our W-2. Uh, so uh, we really try to make our uh, deals accessible um, to people. Uh, so our minimum is 35,000. So I was just pretty, gonna, yeah, pretty yeah, much every position yeah. could do that. Uh, and then we add incentives for people uh, to put in more. Um, and we think that's a good balance between us being able to have high level of customer service. People are surprised how often I pick up the phone. They're like, oh, I didn't mean to call you, Prine. I was like, no, like we like jumping on the phone and talking to people, explaining this stuff. Uh, and uh, but also the higher checks kind of help us kind of um, not have a million people in each deal. We try to aim for around two to three hundred people per deal. Gotcha. Gotcha. And your, the timeline horizon you're wanting them to commit to is three to five years. Exactly. So three to five years, uh, depending on the property. Okay. And then what do we do at that point? You're going to sell the property or you, that, that's just, you, you don't hang on to the property afterwards. You're going to go turn it over. Exactly. That's the business plan. So three to five years. uh, And then depending on the property, uh, there will be an option to 1031 if it makes sense, meaning we take all that money, put it into a much larger deal and defer all the taxes. Terrific. Terrific. Um, If you could go back in time and tell the young you when you were in college, um, something that you've learned between here and there that you you would have um, applied or been thinking about when you were in college, what would that be? What would you tell yourself? You know, Bob, I've actually thought about this a lot. And uh, I don't know if there's much I would want to say because 
I'm really hard headed. I had to make a lot of mistakes to get to where I am. And I really like what we all do in this business. We all, <laughs> we all tell stories. I got stories actually in Florida and Jacksonville pulling up to a house I purchased at an auction to find that it was, uh, there was a pool in the back that I didn't know about. And I had to fill the pool up, uh, with <laughs> grab with dirt and concrete and, and do all of it. We all have stories at the beginning, you know, until we can establish relationships and get to know who with and do all of that. So yeah, I, I understand that. So I, I think, I think it's really, I, I think I'm, I'm very trusting in the beginning. Um, and I, I think really kind of boiling back to trust, but verify. Um, and yep. now fortunately I have a team to do that for me. Uh, but I, I think that's, uh, it's pluses and minuses, right? It's it, when you're very trusting, uh, it helps you get into a lot of good stuff. Uh, but, yep. um, when you're, too trusting a little bit. Uh, it, it burned. You got to go through. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah, you get a lot of you got a lot of bruises. <laughs> yeah, you, you develop scar tissue for sure. I, I totally relate to that. Um, and then when you go to buy a purchase of property in whatever area, do you do it remote? Or I mean, I mean, I know you can do all of the you know all the paperwork remote, but will you go and walk your property before oh, you definitely definitely? So uh, we walk all our properties. We're actually we uh, are on property management calls every week. Personally, we walk the property once a month, sometimes twice a month. If uh, if. You know, it's we're uh, doing the business. People are sometimes surprised that when we partner with people, they're like, we don't do it this much. We're like, I don't care. Like, well, we that's, that's the way you can do it. This is the way we do it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just nothing beats laying eyes. And it's 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 kind of like, you know, when you have employees, like when they see you there. If nothing else, you're not talking yep. to them, you're not doing anything, but they see you and they see that commitment present. that you're making. It's just, yeah, presence. It, it means a lot. Absolutely. So where can our listeners find you? Where, um, how could they, if they were interested um, in getting engaged, um, if they wanted to reach out to you, what are some ways and methods that they could do that? Yeah. So our website, ascentequitygroup.com forward slash start, S-T-A-R-T. That's where people can sign up for our email list. We have a bunch of educational materials because uh, we really focus on education. Uh, and uh, I have a podcast as well that you can find on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and it's called From MD to Entrepreneur. Terrific. Well, it has been, really, it's been uh, terrific talking with you. i uh very interested in, in hearing your journey and story. I always, um, I find it fascinating to... Um, to talk people with intellectual horsepower, um, because they always have varied interest, um, beyond, uh, usually beyond what their, uh, profession is. Um, and it's just, it's, uh, it's fascinating. I, in fact, I talked to a doctor, uh, in the last month, I, I think it was, and, uh, he was in the middle of college and he goes, you know, I just want to go to med school. Do I have to actually finish? college and he went and looked up the rules and he applied and he was at i think it was penn or um most temple he went to temple and he says i'm probably one of i don't know maybe a handful of people in the entire country that are medical doctors without a college degree you know i i got into medical school i passed the, the you know got my scores and um uh and uh and 
it was just an interesting talk, right? And he has varied interest, and you know, it, it uh, it's always fun to talk with folks that that have that horsepower and the and their varied interest, and it's always nice talk. So I really appreciate you um, joining us today, and uh, it was a real pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Thank you.